I am here. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. Oh my fucking God. Welcome back to the Hotbox and another episode of Smoke and Talk, where you join us as we sit back, spark up, and talk about a few things we feel need some elevated discussion. Coming off Super Bowl Sunday, we got a bunch of things to talk about today, including our thoughts on some trailers I just dropped, a shit ton of them, uh, some movie news, uh, talking television for the fifth episode of The Last of Us, and of course, the gauntlet that we feature at the end of each episode. Talk about those things today is your usual crew, me, your boy Rod. Full crew today, because our boy Jit is back. I have returned for um, now. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm planning my next my next escape. <laughs> and I your boy it. Mando. This is the fucking way. All right, first thing we're going to get into today is rumor mill. Um, the first rumor we have to talk about is actually, it comes from a, an inside scoop, so to speak, air quotes. Um, we did discuss something that this website did cover before, but again, I had no way to tell whether it was credible or not, and I haven't heard anything since. And yeah, of course, every rumor you got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac, and Guillermo del Toro. That already is a great recipe. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds amazing already. Yeah. Ingredients so, for a great fucking movie. That's facts. Supposedly, these guys are working on a Frankenstein movie. Again, I haven't heard anything from a credible source, so... Do you think that that's going to go to Netflix, given the deal that he has with them already? I think... I don't know, because Cabinet of Curiosities... Now, a, a deal with Netflix doesn't depend on whether uh, it was successful or not when no, it dropped no, on the no. series. But I'm, I'm thinking that Cabinet of Curiosities was pretty decent. I did watch it. I didn't get to, a chance to finish it, because it did kind of lose my interest with a few episodes. But it was pretty decent. I feel like Guillermo del Toro can do so much better, though. I don't know if this would be like a, a movie I would stick on Netflix. I feel like this deserves more of like a feature length budget. Okay. I really? Feel you. I feel like I could see it on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited for the film. Uh like we said, the recipe for it is fucking fantastic. And Oscar Isaac and Andrew Garfield are actually two two of my favorite actors. Those are really good actors, bro. Yeah, man. I would love to see their chemistry together, and I, I would love Dude. to see who they ended up uh, who they end up getting yeah, cast. Who's gonna at. be Frankenstein, and who's gonna be the monster? Oh, it, it's it's already well. It's rumored that Andrew Garfield's supposed to be Frankenstein, and Oscar Isaac is supposed to be Doctor Frankenstein. Nice. So, oh, okay. So Andrew Garfield's supposed to be Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Yeah, Frankenstein's monster. That's what I'm saying. Okay, sorry. gotcha. You know what I love about this? Again, like we spoke on last episode about Nosferatu. I love that this is still something that Hollywood can play around with. Yeah. And given the right director, we could possibly get like a really cool kind of retro horror kind of story because these are really good actors. But Guillermo del Toro is a fantastic horror director. And bro. his creature design, dude. It's I'm amazing. Saying, he has such a unique style, bro. I feel like he's going to bring something to this movie that's going to really give it that unique flavor, and I feel like that's the right director to put behind like a Frankenstein movie. Of course, there's other directors like Robert Eggers and stuff, but I'm more interested in seeing Guillermo del Toro spin on Another reason why I'm interested in this is if he does like other classic monsters, then I would really love to see, just, not necessarily like a the shared universe, but just him like doing just like a these, collection of yeah. movies. That's like what I felt like of, Cabinet of Curiosities could have been. I, that's I wanted what I it feel to be like something this like could that. be, especially, like, I mean, he could do, like, the theatrical re release and then just bring it, like, straight to Netflix afterwards because he can do both. And if he has the funding in the studio, he can write out all these things. And I just feel have like even though Netflix 
does budget things pretty well as far as their their the production value goes for their their stuff. Well, not everything, but um, most of their stuff that I've yeah. seen is pretty decent. But I still don't feel like Netflix is the home for a movie like this. I just can't see it on there, bro. I would much prefer it fall in like Amazon hands. Or I mean, it wouldn't go to HBO, but I feel like even HBO would be a better fit for it. I just don't want to see it go to Netflix right now. Netflix is not really. It's not really hitting for me, yeah. to be honest. I feel you. Netflix is a shaky space right now. Yeah, bro. I and would for, like to see this movie in theaters. Yeah, for a project like this, I would much rather it be in theaters than drop on like um on Netflix. Even though some movies I do like watching at home, this is not one of those movies. Moving on to our second rumor we're going to th- discuss here. It says here, reportedly, that uh, Sasha Cow's Supergirl and Michael Keaton's Batman have been removed from the ending of the Flash movie. What That's kind of weird, that? considering um, that I we just seen the trailer and they were in a lot of the I don't, trailers. I don't feel like it's weird because it's Flashpoint. Yeah. yeah that's I my, think that's I, just I, my... Yeah, that's kind of the way that James Gunn set it up, too, is like even his... He even kind of confirmed that his universe is going to be branching off of what happens exactly. in Flashpoint. So yeah. for them to get take... For them to be taken out of the movie would have been completely different. Where if they, I, um, I don't, I, I, I just feel like it doesn't matter who gets taken out or who I gets mean, put yeah, in. I mean, yeah, as long as the story fits, like in the story, it explains why. Any, yeah. any, at any point, anybody can be replaced with another version of themselves, or some, or just completely like someone else completely. That's why I said, um, or, or even something that we all agreed on was, Urza Miller could potentially be replaced. At the end of this By movie. the end of this movie, yeah. yeah. We don't know if this is going to be, like, a super hard reset or if it's going to be, like, a soft, a soft reset. Yep. We don't know yet. We know that... We already know from the, the slate that James Gunn announced that a lot of characters... Well, not a lot, but a, a good handful of characters are going to stay who they are with minor tweaks here and there. So, so that, we don't know what could happen from this. Yeah. That, that kind of just makes me, like, not want to get to it, like, attached to those characters in the movie. Not necessarily because of... Because of the way he's setting up this universe, you have to accept the fact that anything is subject to change. Yeah. I feel like with any uh, like with any other multiverse story, you have to accept the fact that any character introduced is not going to be around. And yeah. I feel like it's the job for the storyteller and the director and, for them to make you feel invested in these characters that you know you can't care about. Realistically, even if you look at the comics, a lot of those characters that you, you know... Grew, grew up to like grew up loving and caring for those characters a lot of those characters have been replaced or they're new versions of themselves or they have been killed off in some way shape or form so yeah. it's just the nature of it yeah. yeah i feel you like i said especially considering that this movie is going to be introducing the multiverse for the first time yeah. in dc we don't know how crazy they're going to get with it either so this rumor while it is just a rumor for now it wouldn't really bother me if it turned out being uh if it ended up being true mm-hmm. It it doesn't make a difference to me because, like Jert said, it's Flashpoint. It's, it's the, the nature, multiverse. It's yeah, the nature it's, of the game. It is what it is. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Pot and Previews, Super Bowl edition. Hey. Only because we're going to be talking about a shit ton of previews because uh, a lot of them dropped during the big game on Sunday, which uh, congratulations to the Chiefs. That was a fantastic game. I don't know if you guys got a chance to catch it, but that was a really good game, bro. I got a chance to watch highlights because I was busy simping. I was was too busy working, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, rest assured, the game was fucking awesome. Both teams played their hearts out. First trailer we're going to get into straight up uh, coming off the Flash uh, rumor there is the Flash actual trailer that finally dropped after this movie being in production for God knows how long. Yeah. One of the best, like, any, 
anything that could, I could have wanted to see in a Flashpoint Paradox trailer, it, they, they just succeeded those expectations. Yeah, they, because... They passed those expectations. You know, it was really hard for me to be excited about this movie. One, because of all the bad news that's attached to it, because of what Ezra, Ezra Miller's been up to. Um, and really, because it's been in production for so long, I naturally get super uh, reluctant to go see something when it's been in production for this long because that just furthers the to, chance yeah, that it could be bad. Hard yeah. to justify it. And a lot of the times I when get nervous. are in production that long, the end product usually isn't like, you know. But straight up, this trailer was the best one I saw at the Super Bowl. Bro. It's off the bat? Off the bat. That straight up, it was the best one. I would have to say the same thing. It's the I first have, one I and it's top. I have never been this excited to go see a DC movie. Bro, there's so much. Like, it, That's it's, fair. It's one of those things where it makes you feel like a kid again. Like, oh, my God. Like, you get to experience this again. Like, yeah. And, and even though it's like, not. I, I go got to say, though, I'm not really excited for this movie, especially after seeing the trailer because, um... Michael Keaton doesn't have the bat nipples, and I feel like that's <laughs> really like detrimental to the story. Yo, he set it up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, you know. But I mean, that's just my personal gripe. Maybe they can pull it out. Bro, bro. but bro. that, but that, knows, blue and, that blue and gray Batman suit, bro. Yeah, Batman, bro. Like, in oh the bat, yeah, in the bat cave. That's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, the you know, they fire. they won the fans over with the uh, the Michael Keaton moment, and uh, in a lot of ways, this movie feels like the No Way Home. Like DC's yeah, no way. Home. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. You know, Michael yeah. Keaton coming back is like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, the OG coming back. That's what it felt like to me. But it's just really exciting, and it's it's weird to be this excited for a DC movie, especially considering that it's part of the old DC regime, and none of this was set up by James Gunn. I have heard reports that James Gunn is using this movie a lot I, to set up what's coming in the future. I, but I, I feel like that's such bullshit, personally, because <laughs> it's like they postpone the movie. James Gunn became the head, and I feel like they had to do something to tweak it to fit his story moving forward. They have to. That, like, that's why I, I feel I, like that what... rumor that we just talked about does hold some kind of ground, because if they are setting up James Gunn's new universe, then they got to get Michael Keaton's Come Batman. On, I mean, bro. he did say it was like the best fucking movie he's ever seen or the script he's ever read. James Gunn said that it was one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. Yeah. It looks fucking dope. Not, I mean, I, you can't tell how great. you can't tell how good a movie is from a trailer. You can only say how good the trailer looks. But this definitely did its job as a trailer. This it, got me super excited to see the Flash movie. It made me like believe James Gunn's statement, if that makes sense. Like seeing that trailer, I was like, okay. Yeah, exactly. I can. That, I can uh, let's see. That's how I felt about it. It kind of confirmed everything, and it made me a little less reluctant to go see the movie. Like I said, it got me super excited. I'm like, I can't wait for this to hit theaters, bro. I'm in there. Next trailer we're going to talk about is the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer, which... Uh, more me, James Gunn. More James Gunn. Yeah, dude's fucking killing it right Bro. now. To me, the Guardians trailer felt like a lot of what we already got, but with a little bit more sprinkled in, but it still felt like Bro, a solid fucking trailer. It's so emotionally packed. They're all going to die. Bro, it's so, so emotionally it packed, now. bro. They're it's all going to die. It's heart-wrenching watching that trailer. Yeah, and you know what? It's like the they showed a lot of the fir the scenes that they showed in the first trailer in this one, and it's kind of crazy that I rewatched it and I still felt that same kind of pain and sadness. Yeah. Even though I already saw the scene, I was like, damn, they look like they're going through it. I, yeah, I, <laughs> it I really like that too when um like I, I'm not I'm not really a fan of watching trailers so close to when movies drop. We know, no, I feel you. Yeah, because they they tend to release so much. So when they reuse footage, I'm 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 for it. 
when they reuse don't footage, show me anything. it actually um it makes me feel Bill's like anticipation. There's, yeah there's a lot that they know they can't show yeah. so it, that's it, it almost feels like they have a little bit more respect for the movie as far as the trailer goes so i like that i like seeing the same scenes yep, but like absolutely. put in differently maybe with a little bit different dialogue different like, music cool. as bro. long as you get me excited that's what a trailer's job is to do is to get me excited you get me excited bro you did your job. And That's it, good. And it looks like the por- performances in this fucking like movie just through the trailer look a one, bro. I have to say, dude, I went to see. I went to the Guardians ride. Yo. Oh yeah. My dude, y- y'all have to go. Like How was that, that ride is. Fucking amazing! It sounds like an experience, bro. It's it's so great. So how I, does I it go? go like what what is the like the 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 premise of it? I okay. The premise is uh, damn. It's like everything, even from the waiting room, is great. Cause like when you walk in, like you look at you look up. There's like a like it's like you're staring at the Earth from a satellite. That's fucking but cool. It's bro. like the AI is talking to you. Then you go in the waiting room. You see all you see all of the guardians. They're like at, at like this newscast and talking about how they defeated Ronan and all of that stuff. Terry Crews is there for some reason. He's the <laughs> one that's directing the ride, actually. So it's great. And I, I don't want to spoil too much because I want everybody to definitely that's go on true. this ride. It's so great. And you were fucking probably bro. Baked, I was gone. And it was your <laughs> It must have been a otherworldly experience. So, oh my god, dude! I can't <laughs> wait to go back. Bro, I'm going a, back. I'm going a back. Specific scene in that fucking trailer where Star Lord is like, like kneeling over someone. Yeah. And screaming and no, screaming? Yeah. and you see like this, like the spit, and I'm like, yeah. yo, that looks yeah. like yeah. Chris a f- Pratt, Chris Pratt is in that scene, bro. Yeah, he bro. is killing that scene. <laughs> and you know, you know what I'm hoping too that um because Ant Man is about to drop, we're gonna go, we're gonna be reviewing that one soon. I hope that they carry this tone, like this true tone of loss throughout this. Uh, yeah, you know the Ant Man reviews are coming out though. The first like uh, reactions and they are kind of mixed. But I feel like that's just where Marvel's at right now. Yeah. I feel like they've already broken, like the they've already kind of uh, broken that like we're perfect kind of streak mm-hmm. with Love and Thunder and and like other like uh, silly little mistakes that they made in Phase Four. So now I feel like from now moving forward, every Marvel project is gonna get mixed reactions. I feel because now, you know, it gets popular to just hate on. Things. I was gonna say Marvel's uh, definitely like a very controversial. Like, yeah, studio like now. somehow Marvel's just now become a controversial. There, studio. You're always yeah. gonna get people that. Hate it's now. always gonna be yeah. It's always gonna be that thing. So now it's like re- first right re- first reaction reviews are now less reliable than they were before. I feel. That's I've fair. heard what I needed to hear. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really gonna look up any reviews because uh, people tend to spoil. Uh, even if they drop little hints towards things that may have happened in the story. Um, I just feel like it's best to go into movies like not knowing, you know, just leave completely surprised. No, I agree. I feel you. Because, like, there's particular scenes in this trailer that I wish I really didn't see. Like, fucking uh, Rocket's backstory and him getting experimented on and Mm -hmm. tattooed his number. I'm like, bro, fuck. I wish you saved that for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But you never know. There might be some stuff that's still more impactful in the movie. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Moving on to another trailer that we got the uh, pleasure of seeing, <laughs> the Fast X trailer. 
Now, this is a uh, franchise that I have movie of the year. I haven't followed <laughs> since probably Tokyo Drift, to be honest with you. Dead I ass. Off, I fell off this franchise a long time ago. But you know what, though? It's still making money. It's still super successful. And apparently, it's still a good time at the movies because people are still rocking with it. And we're on the 10th one already. It, this is the finale, bro. This it's, is it. I thought he said is he was it? going for an 11th. Uh, I thought he, like, he just announced recently like they changed it to 10. I, I saw- could be wrong. Could I saw wrong. a report that Vin Diesel's like end game for this was just to go for Robert Downey Jr. And I feel like that would be the last one if Robert Downey Jr. was the villain in that one. Because I did be... see reports like that flying around. I may have read a couple, but I have no idea other than like I I know about the Robert Downey Jr. thing, but I don't. I mean, maybe he'll do it for shits and giggles. Why the fuck not? But I just I don't know. I don't follow that franchise. Now, what I always ask, yeah, because we don't follow this franchise, is this the one that's gonna get your ass in that seat? Probably not in a theater, no. No? Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, in a theater. I'll wait. I know Mando was super excited. I'll to wait see two it. weeks after right. the release when it drops to DVD or some shit. Just going back to, what to we, streaming. Going back to what we said real quick. Real quick. You were right, Rod. Yeah. 11th is going to be the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this one still looks like, uh, but I mean, they all kind of look like that. Not yeah. saying that they all look like finale movies, but they all are these big, big spectacle movies, bro. A whole bunch of explosions. Mad crossovers and from the crazy, previous movies. Yeah, crazy dramatic storylines. It's like if, cast. It's like if novelas and like Bollywood had a fucking like crossbreed Bro, child. mad people are in this movie. <laughs> fucking Brie Larson's in this movie. A shit ton Alan of Richson is, is in this movie. Seeing Jason Momoa as the villain does look interesting to it's me. It's weird. I'm, I'm a little weird. No. It, do, it doesn't work for you? No, I can't really take him serious. He just Bro, seems like he seems like he's trying to be the Joker. Can like you the take this franchise seriously? See, that's the problem. Is like I can't take this franchise seriously after, like I said, it feels like Bollywood to me. So after that, really started going downhill, and they started really going by the the measure of their own physics I mean, and coming up whatever. with their own shit and doing whatever. Yeah, it started feeling like Saints Row the movie to me. So I'm like, ah, I kind of just stepped away from the franchise. I could because see I that. Just, I couldn't take it anymore, yeah. but. I know that it's loved by many people, and I know it's just it's more than seeing it like a like it's a piece of fucking artwork. It's like it's, it's just entertainment. Some yeah. movies are just just stupid dumb fun. Like, I action. love yeah, I love it's, the Transformers movies because they're just dumb fun. It's mm-hmm. crazy that you compared it to Saints Row because I've never thought about that, and now I'm like, oh, damn, it that's is a, a Saints Row movie, yeah. bro. That's exactly what it feels like. Like the gangs are like Anything super serious among Started themselves. Started with racing, and now it's just a <laughs> bunch of gangs and shooting and shit. Yeah, it's gonna bro. get to cybernetic enhancements and shit soon. Don't worry about it. I won't be surprised if Gal Gadot comes back in this one. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, just because. Yeah, because I I still feel like they'll get their eleventh one though. Because it's like I understand throwing all your eggs in one basket because it's like this might be our last movie, but you know this movie is about to make bucks. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I'm excited to see in this movie? What I hope like or uh, John Cena's acting because like seeing going off of Peacemaker, I'm like, bro. I, I just want to see more of John Cena. It's, I feel like John Cena is underappreciated. You're not going to get that from it, the Fast movie. No, though. no, but I, I he, they can still give him certain scenes where he just pulls it. Uh, even, if, even if it's like a surface level kind of scene, he can he can still hit those. Because, bro, he played a simple-ass character in Peacemaker, and he still it, made all those simple-ass scenes It's still going to be a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. is like the, the director and the people he's acting around, too. The people you're involved with on set can either, uh, you know, lower or heighten the what you even if you bring to a role yeah, even know? if you're in a in a an amazing actor on a on a set with bad people and the movie is like bad and the movie's still bad i mean this movie like you said this movie is still gonna sell like let's be real the yeah. movie's gonna sell they're gonna make enough to make 
the the next potential last one if they don't make like, it to like a two or three parter. But I just feel like you know what you're getting yourself into when you walk into a fast. Absolutely, because like I to. I watched Fast Nine and I was like, none of this, none of this is fucking like realistic. <laughs> I can't take this seriously at all. Driving on a minefield and yeah. missing every single one at the perfect moment. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but you, I still enjoy it. I if still you enjoy go into it. those movies expecting like some great scent, like just a cinematic masterpiece. That's, what I mean, that's on like, you. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it feels you even get that from the actors just from watching this trailer. I feel like the actors, well, they're of course, they're not fucking showing up and like doing garbage work, but you could tell they're, they're on a different vibe. Like, these guys are just having a whole chilling. lot of fun yeah, with this movie. Yeah, just chilling. Yeah, exactly. Nothing just chilling and having a super fun time on a super fun action movie. And, like, the way Vin is, like, he really treats these motherfuckers like family. So, I mean, that's got to be great. Yeah. I feel like this franchise has legs to continue for Probably way longer show than they're going to stop. Set. You got a full meal just spread <laughs> laid out. Family. Yes, <laughs> bro. And, like, I'm even surprised to see John Cena in this movie. Because now it just feels like um like those Saturday morning cartoon type of tropes where it's like they fought the villain and then the villain no, becomes really, a yeah, good guy yeah. and now you're part of our squad. I mean, it's <laughs> like it's the same thing with uh, Jason Statham's character, bro. Yeah, exactly. Shaw. Oh, yeah, he's going to be Shaw's in it, too. In it too. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, that's uh, that's confusing. A lot of people were saying uh, they wonder if they put Shaw in it as like a big fuck you to Johnson, um, to, to the Rock. Johnson. Yeah. They put all these characters in, like all the um, all the franchise characters. In the Rock dropped, they're probably the Rock dropped an interview, uh, like shortly after that shit, Mm. where he was saying, "Oh, I don't know, I don't think uh, Hobbs's story is done in in the Fast universe." He was like, "I could definitely see him popping up again," and I was like, "Homie, no, you're not." That's crazy. (laughs) I was like, "I'm sorry, there's no way that's happening." The battle of the egos. That ass, bro. <laughs> like that must have been a mess on set. That must have been to, a yeah. nightmarish to deal with, bro. To see these dude two egos clashing on set, I would have been like, "Oh, this is awkward, bro." <laughs> if we can only deal with one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to a trailer that looked a little bit more serious. Um, the air trailer kind of came out of nowhere. That's the uh, the one that Ben Affleck is starring and directing in. Looks really interesting to me, dude. Stacked. Yeah. Stacked with the That cast, cast is fantastic. And not only that, it looks like just the, the, well, not only just what the movie's based on, but just Ben Affleck's directing style. Now, this is just a trailer, but when you watch a trailer, you can get a, a really good, like, flavor of what the movie's going to be like. And so far, from other Ben Affleck movies that I've watched, his directing style is super unique. Bro. I really like it. It always yeah. captures it's, my attention. It's, it's very different. It's almost like a documentary. Yeah. But it's it's ah. it's like fun and quippy. It keeps you like involved yeah. and it doesn't lose you. It's not It so reminds like me that oh this out. is actually this is Hollywood. Like yeah. <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's super fun to watch and I feel like even though the premise is super simple, I kind of want to see how they did this. Yeah. How, yeah. <laughs> I want to see a movie kind of that just kind of uh grabs all of the years and all of the hard work and all of the, the, the ladder climbing and puts it into one linear story so I can see you, how this kind of uh, went down. Because there, I, I feel like there might be a documentary on stuff like this out, but I feel like it would be super hard to find. Yeah. And I love learning about shit like this. I mean, even if there was a documentary, that would be like more on the serious or business side. This is going to be, yeah, it's going to have like its dire moments within the film. But it's definitely going to be more like, like you said, like quippy. Like it's going to yeah. be more of the levity. It, gives it feels me like more a, alive. Yeah. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like a Wolf on Wall Street type mm-hmm. of shit, where it takes stuff yeah. that you would normally probably find kind of boring, and it tells it the, it includes it in a story that's told really, um, just vividly. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah, just it, colorful. Yeah, real it really colorful. keeps you while still being there. very realistic. Yeah. yeah. And the dialogue is 
meant, bro. Even some of the dialogue in that trailer, I was like, ooh, some of these lines are just fire. Like, yeah. especially when he was talking to him in the office and was like, you know, he was like, this is super risky. You know, you want to you want to promote this stuff on a rookie that's never stepped foot on the basketball field. And he was like, yeah. you know, you used to sell this shit out of the back of your van. Like, what happened to that version of you? Like, I love stuff like that because businessmen need to do a lot to succeed and survive, bro. And you can't forget where you came from because that's how you get stagnant. I could be butchering this line, but I think he said, yeah, that's the definition of a rookie or some shit like yeah. that. <laughs> the, the dialogue with Viola Davis when he was saying, like, a shoe is just a shoe. And mm -hmm. she was, like, until, until, until yeah. my uh, son puts his that's, foot in it. Yeah. I was like, that's a hard line, too, yeah. bro. That movie, uh, it definitely got me. It it, it caught my interest immediately. I was like, ooh, I, I want to see what this is about. And then I saw who was starring in it. I saw who was directing it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm all in. I'm definitely going to go see this movie. Definitely a different style and flavor than everything we've talked about here on the show, but definitely it caught my interest. I'm excited to see these, like, different actors and actresses, like, rapport with each other. Yeah. I, that's, like, the one thing is, like, I there's so many actors and actresses in Hollywood that I love. I love their performances, and I love how they bounce off each other, but there's so many out there that I have not seen them in movies together. So when stuff like this comes out and the cast is super great, I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I want to see what every person brings to their performance. Last trailer we're going to talk about, uh, more on the comedic note, that Stray's trailer. That shit was funny, bro. That it shit was, was funny. It was that funny. shit killed me. I, I got to say, I feel like I watched the whole movie in that trailer. That is true. Yeah, that movie, that's bro. the problem with these super simple premise movies is it feels like it, it you give everything away. And like that has been a trope with comedy movies for so long yeah. where you put your best jokes in the trailer. And then once you go see it, it falls kind of flat because it was like they bait and switched. They, they clearly just want to bite some dicks off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, what's funny is that I don't know if you guys watched this shit as a kid, but it reminds me of like an adult version of Homeward Bound. You guys remember Homeward Bound? It was like those three dogs. It was oh, a Disney movie, I feel like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, like uh, an, I, I think, yeah. no, it was two dogs and a cat. Yeah. And they did the voiceover about. work, and it was it was very, um, it was a super There was a lot of movies like that back then. Yeah, it was a super heartwarming movie. It's super charming. That one was uh, one of my favorites when I was a kid. So to see that kind of implemented into this movie, but with more adult content, I'm like, this looks like fun. I don't necessarily know if I'll go see it in the movie theater, though. Honestly, I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. So, like, you give me anything with Will Ferrell, and I'm in. Like, I, I love his humor, bro. I know, like, you don't. Yeah, I'm not a huge <laughs> Will Ferrell fan. Yeah, I know I you don't. I think Jamie Foxx has Jamie, way more to yeah, go Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Put them together, bro. I'm that in. Sh that should be a good mix, because you know what? Even though I'm not the biggest fan of Will Ferrell, um, I did enjoy him with Kevin Hart. I feel like their uh, chemistry was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Hilarious, they bro. They had me job. dying. That shit was hilarious. So, I mean, if that could work out with Jamie Foxx, but again, the movie looks funny. There's a lot of funny scenes. I just don't want those to be the only scenes. But the scenes that that the scenes that had happened and the way that the jokes were like delivered, it seemed as if it was done in a timeline, like to depict the story. Yeah, you know what I mean, and yeah. that's why it's just like, like the, it, uh, it felt like it was a linear fashion. Yeah, it yeah, felt like the like scenes maybe, weren't jumping around from the movie. Like, it felt yeah. like this is the beginning. This and this is, but like yeah. when you watch a movie like Flash, you're like, I don't know where this takes place exactly. in the movie. Like, yeah, and this I know one it's, you can it's clearly not tell. an action movie, so trailers do like they need to be different. But like, especially for a comedy where you where you may not have enough, like this movie is probably going to be less than two hours. Let's be real. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say so I, when I like, when I look at trailers like that, I don't mean to cut you off, Jit, but no, I, you're just, fine. Um, I just wanted to say, whenever I see a trailer like that about a movie that it looks like it's the whole movie, it makes me think like, 
is there not enough content in this movie for exactly. you to like pull apart from just to exactly. give an adequate trailer? And exactly. that's, that's where comedy movies fall flat for me because I always feel like it, it, comedy movies, well, not all of them, a good chunk of them that I've seen, they rely too, way too much on the comedy they're presenting and not anything else. So that way, if the comedy's not working for you, Something you're kind of just the movie. Yeah. yeah, you're kind of just stuck along for the ride. They're gonna try to hit you with like uh, some form of emotional thing, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like they're definitely like just holding back some emotional ass. But even so, because it's a comedy, you can't dwell on emotional. You have to. And there's always gonna be a punchline. Yeah, like there has to be a punchline, and if those punchlines don't hit, then <coughs> thunder. Then it's just you know it's <laughs> that, not. No, gonna that's work a really out. good example, bro. Because like when the comedy wore thin on that movie, I'm like the the story here is not good enough to keep me invested. Exactly. I'm sorry, it's just not exactly. So because the story with Ragnarok, the the jokes didn't all land for me, but the story, the story was, was good. Great. So I was like, this is still enjoyable, even though some of these jokes are whack. With Love and Thunder, the jokes were just garbage. If you so weren't, like, yo, I'm not. If you weren't a fan of the humor, then the whole movie was busted. For yeah, you. and I and I really hope this movie doesn't do that. It feels like it it does have a story to kind of lean on, but I don't think it's that strong. I feel like so. the, the premise is pretty good too, but I just feel like yeah, again, they just revealed a bit too much. Maybe it'll be different. Um, I I might see this in theaters, depending if I'm like in the mood to go see like a comedy or something like that. But I'll I don't probably know. I'll it probably wait depends. till this comes out. I'm surprised to hear Jit was uh, gonna say he's gonna go see it. In yeah, theaters. me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. It either, looks bro. good, but I'll probably see it when it comes out on a streaming. Th- th- this is one so I would. I'd rather it go to streaming. To be honest, I'd catch this like on a, Netflix. Yeah, I'd catch this on Netflix. <laughs> Moving on to some news that isn't technically movie news, but it does affect us movie enthusiasts. Um, AMC is raising ticket prices for better seats. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, snacks cost enough. Y'all better let <laughs> people start bringing in their own shit if you're going to cost that much for the you fucking know, seats. To be honest, bro, the way I was thinking about it, I'm not a, really an AMC moviegoer. I go to Cinemark. Cinemark has been great. Um, Ever since they updated that uh, theater that I always go to in North Haven, has been fantastic. Bro, that theater is excellent. The yeah, fucking I, audio great. is amazing. The audio is great. It's the picture is great. great. The food and snacks are great. The seating is great. It's all great. I fucking love it. I always go watch movies there. And it's right next to a Target and a Family Dollar. So they aren't AMC, but the thing is, it's like AMC doing this now sets a precedent, and it it sets it up so now other companies, of course, if they see that it's successful, they're gonna be like, oh, we're doing the same thing. Now. I was hoping this was gonna end up like the Netflix thing. Me too. With them like pulling back, yeah, on their little bluff. Fuck, dude. The if thing this... is, it's like the CEO for AMC is. <sighs> I feel like a lot of people are gonna stop going to AMC. Yes, bro. Yeah, Absolutely. and not only that, Absolutely. it's it's completely working backwards on what we want because, you know, in, in a post-COVID society, getting people back to the theaters in the way they were going before is super hard. One, movies aren't coming out as great as they used to be. Nope. Two, they're not coming out as often as they used to be and not enough genres are available. And because of all that COVID shit, a lot of the movies were backed up. We need more people going to theaters to keep this industry alive. And what does AMC do? I feel like let's raise the They're just making it harder. (laughs) Yeah, let's give people incentive to not come back. I feel like they're anticipating the influx in movies because, like, uh, a lot of the COVID shit uh, is is kind of officially dying down. Although, like, Walmart go back to twenty four hours. Please, it's just. Because they know that oh, all these movies are going to be dropping and people are going to want to go back to theaters, 
they're gonna raise the price. It sucks, bro, because yeah. it's like it, it, it feels does. It, it does. feels like it's like feels like a scam, bro. It really that's what it, it is. It does it's feel like, like you're getting con, bro. Yeah, and if that was the case, then y'all should have lowered the prices when people weren't going to the movies, but you kept them the same and now you wanna raise them. And yeah. you know like, what this weird. does? You know what this does too? It's not even that they're raising every single seat because if it was across the board, like okay, we're raising movie ticket prices, it's like all right. It's about I would convenience. I would probably understand that a little bit more because it's like you know, um, because everything's going up in price. You yeah, know? yeah. You no know, inflation and all that. But the thing that bothers me is they chose select seats to be more the money. best seats are so the most real, expensive. So, hold on, hold on. Before I finish my thought, yeah, it's like, so what are you implying here? That there are seats in your theater that aren't good? Because if that's the case, you should be dropping the price for those seats. Yeah. See, once you bust the fucking the doors open for this kind of logic, bro, yeah. you gotta you gotta implement it across the board. Yeah. So why aren't those seats in the front row, those breakneck seats where people can't see? If you're saying that the seats in the middle should be more expensive because it's it's a better view, then what the fuck about the, the seats in the front, man? Yeah. Like you gotta drop the price for that. That yeah. makes no damn sense. Can't if you're be gonna, normal price seats. Yeah, it makes no sense, dude. If if you're gonna again, if you're gonna implement this rule where like. The, the the quality it's, of your experience defines how much a seat should cost, then you got to do that thing, for all the my seats thing in too the auditorium. Like, I'm just, I, I've never been a fan of like microtransactions and shit like that. No. And this is this is all the it same thing. It does feel like a microtransaction. It's all the same thing. Bro, it's, it's crazy. Pay to win, and people, it's pay-to-win. It's, it's, it's elitist, and it's just it's, it's the like, wrong way to go about it. Yeah, I feel like people are definitely going to stop going to AMC theaters. Just 100%. Like, you people, you as a person, like wants you want to watch a movie it's in a the most comfortable movie. way that you can. Yeah. Like so, people have different preferences with like different comfortabilities in their positioning when watching a movie. Like now, you're telling somebody that they have to pay way more money just to be com- more comfortable during this movie. Like yeah. I'm just gonna be like, fuck it, I'll wait till the movie comes out and watch it comfortable at my yeah. fucking house. And and again, it it's... introduces classism to movies, bro. Think... Something that we should all be enjoying, regardless of our creed, regardless yeah. of our race, regard- regardless of our background. Financial we should all be status. yeah, we should all be equally able to I enjoy like... movies. But now you're adding classism to it because yeah. while it may not be that much money, who knows? Maybe somebody can only get twelve dollars together to go see a movie. Now and... they got to get fifty. 15 or 16 dollars together and i feel like, like a movie theater is a place where you should go to like escape all that exactly shit. Like, bro. but now exactly. you're just implementing that yeah there you're too. reminding people of it it's like bro movie theaters aren't going to be such a relaxing place anymore i feel like everything is going to go straight to streaming if they do that anyway people are just not going to be going to movie theaters no. at all. and that's exactly what i'm getting at like you should be welcoming people back to the movie theaters this is your bread and butter us paying for movie tickets to go see movies in theaters instead of watching them at home you should be making the experience better instead of worse. Yeah. And that's why I'm so pissed at fucking Adam Aaron, which is the CEO of uh, uh, AMC. Dude, that dude has made so many terrible business decisions for AMC, bro. They just need to get rid of that dude and start moving in a better direction because holy fuck, bro. This this is some shark shit. This by is terrible, time, bro. By the time that they, it, like when they get around to implementing this, it's, it's really just going to be too late, I feel. And it's not even that much of a cash raise, but it's the fact that it's there now. And like, it's if you want to have better seats, yeah. And somebody as a movie, like a movie enthusiast, like um, like us here on the podcast, or anybody who loves going to the movies, you know, day after day, release after release, it sucks that you're just gonna have to be get paying that much more 
to watch movies the way you've been watching them for years yeah. now. You're just adding another obstacle. Like exactly. you're, you're going to make it inconvenient for people to watch movies, and you're just not going to. People aren't going to want to watch movies anymore. Yeah, at least at theaters. We live in a day and age where it's getting harder and harder to really save up money, bro. It's getting yeah. tougher and tougher out there. Th- things are getting more and more expensive. So again, Eggs. if this if this was across <laughs> the board, bro, I would understand. We're raising all movie ticket prices. The thing that bothers me too, bro, is that AMC has done nothing to further the cinematic experience. At You're going to do this fucking show. Y'all got the same fucking shit. seats. Y'all got the ass. same snacks. Y'all kidding me? Hell no. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm going no, to Cinemark no. where the the, t- the movie tickets are just exactly how they've been always. And I have, what, well, I got fucking fresh kettle corn. Recliner I got pizza, seats. hot dogs, nachos, if all I'm the paying, fucking candy yeah. I could want. Alcohol, ice cream. Yeah. Bro, it's lit. Why, why would I go anywhere else? If I'm paying the most expensive price for a movie seat, bro, my food better be brought to me. My like my drinks yeah. better be brought to me. You know me. they yeah. offer that in Cinemark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? You, you know this what else you can do? That's really cool. You can order uh, your snacks before you get to the theater, in and it's just right there waiting for yeah. you. Like you in go a bag. on the app. I could go on the app right now, buy movie tickets, and it'll say guest. Um, not guest shit. You go to the uh, the concession part of it, and you can literally put bring to seat. So you can have the convenience of having your stuff just brought to your seat as you're settling in for the movie. Oh. And AMC doesn't provide stuff like that. So you're going to be raising prices and still providing the same experience, dude. You're out of your damn mind. That is not going to get audiences to come I was back say, bro, in droves. I go to like, um, there's this like luxury fucking theater, Sinopolis mm-hmm. in West Hartford. I don't know if you've been there, but they do that shit too, where they bring the food to you, like, like fucking meals to you your drinks to you it's it's dope as fuck that's what i mean like you have that convenience and you're also you're providing that with just like a base ticket price so when you have other theater companies that are doing this and you're making no attempt at competing with that and also raising your prices bro if you're raising your prices at least do something like that like amc do better do better this is (laughs) not the way moving on to some uh actual movie news WB says that Constantine 2 is still in development. Now, the reason um this is important is because just before, a few days before this landed, we didn't even get a chance to cover it because the, the rumor didn't last very long. They said that they had, uh, well, James Gunn had scrapped the whole Constantine 2 thing, which is the sequel to the Keanu Reeves Constantine from a couple years back. But no, uh, WB cleared it up and said that it is still in they, active development, and I'm actually super excited. They debunked that shit fast as fuck. Pretty as quick, fuck, bro. I actually love that about the fact that James Gunn is heading DC because he debunks stuff so yeah. quickly. He He's is like, on nah. it, bro. He's like, don't, don't, don't get your hopes up for that. He's like, you <laughs> shut up. You shut the fuck up. Literally, you stop bro. talking. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, like that George Clooney shit that they said that uh, moving forward, or um, George Clooney was gonna come back and be the Batman of the Brave and the Bold, and. James Gunn was absolutely not. (laughs) And then they asked him if it was going to be a returning Batman, and he said it was a new actor. So he did confirm that. But um, getting back to what we were talking about, uh, Constantine is... The reason I feel like he's going to let Constantine rock is because Constantine, I don't feel, fits into the larger DC story. I feel like this can easily be an Elseworlds project and not step on any toes. That's what I feel is awesome about this Elseworlds shit is because James Gunn doesn't have to go around going, you can't do that, you so, can't do that, unless it's a bad move. You think they'll just bring this back from so long ago? Like, Why not? P- for pure nostalgia factor? I don't think if it was it's for not, pure nostalgia. If, if it's not to like further any story of anything. Yeah, like, I'm not going to say for pure, for? for pure nostalgia, but it can just be to 
not not necessarily to retell a story either, but to just tell a new story of Constantine. See, That's I it. have a problem with that, though, Mando. So you're saying that because it's not going to be part of an open cinematic universe story that it has no point? No, but, like, if it's not building up to anything, is it just going to finish for Constantine 2? Like, is it going to be a trilogy? Who so? knows? Yeah, that's what, like, yeah, I don't care. I get... I get like cautious. As long as like the that. sequel is good, bro, and the story is good, that's then all that's I all. care about. Yeah, and the, the 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 thing is, it's like it's not even for nostalgia purposes. It's just because I enjoyed Keanu Reeves as Constantine so much when I watched it, bro. The story was decent. I thought there were some elements in there that were super great. And if a good director attaches himself to this project, we could get a banger ass sequel. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to go this uh this part without saying this, but I didn't see the first one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, bro. You're I've always out, like bro. hovered like over it. You're missing out. But I never out, watched dude. it. I feel like you would really. Dig I don't it. even know what that's streaming on right now. If it's yeah, even I don't streaming know. At all. It's super hard to find. Is it on HBO Max? Because it's DC. No idea. No it's, idea either. It's DC. Anything DC is on HBO Max. Yeah, but it. I don't know if it carried the DC logo. It's it's part of like there's like side kind of characters. So I don't know. But I definitely, um, it's definitely hard to find. I owned it on DVD for a while, but it got fucking lost. But I fucking love that movie, dude. I'm, I've been waiting for a sequel for that movie for so long, and to finally hear that it's coming again, it's just one of those things that you hear in the movie news, and it's just like, yeah, Hell yeah. this is I'm, what it's all about. I'm, <laughs> and uh, I just checked; it is available on HBO Max. So oh, would, word! I might have to that. watch there it. You go. Watch yeah. that, bro. Watch that. Super good. All right, moving on to some Spider-Man news that doesn't actually involve Tom Holland. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man <laughs> Noir is getting a live-action series on Amazon. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I'm excited for this universe that they're setting up. I'm super excited, bro. If if this doesn't right. even tie into another universe, I would not care because I don't feel like it needs to. Because this is all going to tie into what, like the Madam Web movie, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, is it? I think so, bro. Uh, That's why they're if, building up. They said they're Sony is having their own Spider Verse on Amazon Prime. Here's the thing, though. How would this build mm. up to Madam Web when not Madam build Web, up to what Madam Web, but like have something to do with off it. Of yeah, it? yeah. Mm. I don't know what That's comes out first. Little... I don't know if I trust Sony with a cinematic universe no, right now. I don't. They haven't really given me any good like movie uh, chapters yeah, that I feel I'm like yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. I feel like all Sony movies kind of feel the same to me. Is Madam Web Madam Web is going to drop first, isn't it? I don't I know. So. That's why that's why I said that. I have oh, no idea. I, I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing there. I have no <laughs> idea. Bro, I don't <laughs> know. Like I feel like if they did cuz they are doing a universe. But like you said, I don't know if I trust them. I feel like there'll be a couple good ones, but most of them are probably going to be just I feel like even the booty. premise for Madam Web right now is just it's really Terminator, bro. Start with that. You it's know? Terminator. It is, and I, I don't know if that's the actual thing that they're going with at the end of the day. Well, rumored to be it's like just, Terminator. It. I, I don't. I. I don't know. I just don't see it happen. I don't know what else to say. Like, I just. I don't see it happen. I don't see it working. I don't see it happening successfully. I yeah. can definitely see it happening because I shit. Mean, it's I, I, happen. Could, I can like, tell you right now. I cannot see a Craven movie happening, and oh boy, we are getting it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that is true, bro. I never Thanks thought we would see a Craven movie. What excites me about the Spider-Man war shit, though, is um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't think I've ever read. I probably read one or two, but none that I can really think off the top of my memory is um, I've never read a actual Spider-Man war comic. Me neither. I fell in love with uh, Noir Spider-Man. They're pretty great. I fell in love with Noir Spider-Man in the games. I fell in love with them in uh, Shattered Dimensions. Oh, man. that I feel like, again, the multiverse stuff always gets me if it's done right. That was one of the universes I went to where I was like, damn, can I get a whole game on this? And getting now a whole series on it, especially on Amazon, where I feel like it could kind of push the bar a little bit, 
it you could know, be super good. You know what I, uh, that I was thinking too that they need to they could really stretch and like go beyond of what they're doing with the Spider Man games. Like the DLC doesn't have to just be that Spider Man. Like why not drop a DLC of you playing as a different Spider Man? That's true. Like I feel like something like that could be really cool. You that don't even something... have to change up the move list like too too much. But I mean, if you do something like that, then um, you could actually even still cost like make it cost more than a regular DLC because you do get a whole new character with a whole new move set. I wish they would do stuff like that to be honest. So going back off of what you said about only seeing uh, Spider Man Noir mm-hmm. in uh, video games, I've also only seen him in video games and um animated like TV shows and stuff. Mm. Uh, That's like, but. Your even though I don't out. like, even though I have a limited knowledge on him, I am excited for this show because of the fact that I know what's going to be dark. Yeah, and I just want to see what they can what they can produce. It that. is it is definitely more of like a detect like oh. I don't I don't want to compare it to Batman, but it, like bro, he kills almost Nazis like a, like a Sherlock Holmes kind of. Yeah, like, that's the thing about it too. It's, it's really it's got great this though. Cer- it's it's, it's got really good. Certain, it's really good. Yeah, it's got this certain vibe to it. I can't wait to see if they actually nail like that 1950s detective style. Yeah, like style the inner monologue. It, bro. Like yeah, bro. Like and I wanted to. I want them to do it so it doesn't feel like the Batman. Like I want it to be gritty. But I want it to still feel, feel like, like a Spider-Man Spider- story. Yeah. Like it still has that but goofiness to it. But that's the thing. How are they gonna pull that off? You know, I re- I just really hope they cast somebody that's that's gonna pull this off well, and I hope they get a director that's gonna pull this off well. Because I don't want it to just not be taken serious because it's a TV show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Something like this is huge, so I hope they really do take the storytelling serious. I don't think they're going to, bro. I feel like, I, I might feel be like a they dub. got to, and especially because they like they put it on bro, Amazon but it's too. Sony. It's Sony. I understand that, but Amazon has been putting out some pretty decent stuff. And you got to think about their superhero things that they have. They're probably going to get some other writers that they have working under them to work on this show as well. Like, you, I, I, just think about stuff like that. If they get even some of the writers from the boys to work on this show, they could steer this in such a crazy good direction. Man. I don't yeah. know. I just don't see it being the same kind of vibe as the boys, though. No, I'm not saying it's going to have the same vibe as the boys by any means, but it can have that, like, it can still carry that, like, dark, but the same production feel. people, though. You can, yeah. you can, you can kind of see the patterns with different, with, when people work on certain mm-hmm. projects, like, you can see, you can see those patterns rub off in those other projects. Yeah. And I just don't know if I could see a Spider-Man story, like, coming off like that. To be I don't honest feel like they'll let that get in the way, personally, but I get not. what you're coming from. To be honest with y'all, I'm going to stay as hopeful as possible, but like MJ told us in the Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy, expect, expect disappointment. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'll never be disappointed. Yep. That's fact. <laughs> that, that, that's Sony's tagline. This with is the, the way. <laughs> I don't like that way. Uh, moving on to some horror movie news. I think this is actually pretty cool. The uh, horror series The Backrooms is getting turned into a feature film by A24. I think that's a really cool... If not A24, can I would have had Blumhouse we, do it. Can we get Outlast next? I don't Outlast? Can we get Outlast next? That would be sick, bro. I don't have too much uh, knowledge on The Backrooms. It's like this... Um, It was put together by a 19-year-old kid, I feel like. Um, And it's just kind of like this... Um, I don't know. It, it's, it, it, it's like a... It's like um, falling into another dimension, but it's you like ever this, play like, a game and you fall through the floor? Uh, yeah. It's it's that like it's like no clipping through reality, but you fall like mm-hmm. everything that does that in real life, like that glitches in and out the system, gets put into these weird rooms. Oh, what and the hell? In these rooms exist these weird creatures that aren't—they're not human. They're just like weird amalgamations. Yeah. Of 
things. That's weird. You know what I mean? Is and it, they exist there. Would y'all believe me? Well, I don't know if I've seen one of these. I don't think I've ever seen an A24 film, ever. You I, I feel like you, yeah. I feel A24 like Unless got, I just didn't know. It was yeah, yeah, A24 has got some, like, some pretty crazy movies in their wheelhouse. I'm sure, like, if you look up that list, you'll definitely find some of some in there that you've seen. They're, they're hit or miss for me, but a lot of them. A lot um, of them are hit. A lot of them, yeah, I do I do enjoy, and they always kind of have, like, this creepy kind of deep message interwoven in there. It's, it's a lot more like, um, not shocking horror, but like thought-provoking horror, and I feel like the back rooms could find a decent home in A24. Like I said, if not A24, Blumhouse would have been fine for me. But either of these, it's just so fantastic to me that the kid who put together the back rooms, 19 years old, bro, is getting—he—he's directing. Getting these record, getting this recognition is A24 reached out to him and was like, "Yo, this could make a banger movie," and made him a director. Can that's, you imagine that opportunity, fire. dude? That your source material was so good. That it had to be turned into a movie. Because the thing wild. is, it's like not only did he create this this like, this hell. horror series, yeah, it all looks like found footage. So yeah. he he does have like the director um idea. I, he might not have the chops to do a full feature length film. It may fall flat on his face, but it's definitely gonna be some experimental horror, and I'm I'm super down for that. Like I said, I love horror movies. I love all things horror. So I'm I'm definitely excited to go see this movie. And like Jit was saying, there's so many creatures involved in the lore of this story. And these rooms, they're all, like, very different. Like, the creatures don't all look like they come from the same dimension. And I feel like that's the most um, interesting thing about them is because they're all so, so different and yeah. so, so creepy, bro. It's, even though they're different, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because it's like they belong here kind of thing. Like, it, But it's so unsettling because you know that you don't, you know? Just the, the entire... Just where it takes place is unsettling to me. Yeah. With, with the fluorescent lights above you, you're, they're constantly just like... The boom. weird glow, I hate <laughs> Yeah, it. and it's like all rooms. It, it's just like this giant puzzle this or just maze you're just constantly running inside of with some creatures following you. I've only seen pictures, and it looks like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, bro. It literally... Yeah, it's like it's like you're having a fucking nightmare. That's what it feels like in any of the fucking... Like, um, the films he's put together, it just feels like you've stumbled into somebody's nightmare. endless hallway types. Ugh. Hate those facts. I'm excited for this fucking movie, bro. I'm this, definitely gonna go this, see this. This should be great. This should be great. And this again, I feel like it's spawning like a whole wave of like like video game horror movies because there have been a lot of like horror movies that just kind of spawned and popped up. But I feel like potentially a lot of these games could make really good movies. And and giving their flowers, um, giving people their flowers when they're due too, because instead of taking a premise that is a game and trying to do it your own way, like, oh, I saw a game that looked like this. I'm going to make a movie copy. Because there's a lot of horror movies like that where you're like, this mm-hmm. is like that one game, but it isn't. No, now we're actually getting video game adaptations of these things like Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Yep. Um, we're getting the back rooms now. So, like you said, I I really I hope, hope we that get people Outlast, follow this. We can back. get yeah. Poppy's Playtime. Like, yeah. there, there's so many horror games. There's a lot of these, bro, that I feel like could make really interesting and fun films. I and just I'm super down. I know they're gonna be creepy as fuck to watch, bro. Hell yeah, Even Corey bro. with the was it Video Star? Is that the name of the company? Like they make yeah, or the weird, the, like... pup, the puppet combo games yeah. too. That, that, crazy stories, bro. But they would make awesome horror movies. Yeah. Moving on to some video game news for a change. Uh, Insomniac's Wolverine game reportedly has a heavy, mature rated tone. Knew I it. heard. Uh, Knew it. They're a lot. They're doing the dismemberment. Knew it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna yeah, remind me of the old Wolverine game. Yeah, we briefly talked about that for a little bit. Not to be honest with you, just because Insomniac Spider-Man was not like crazy, which I mean, a Spider-Man story doesn't need to be ever. No. And even then, it still got pretty dark. 
but it wasn't gruesome or anything. So the just the, with the play style and what they've introduced with their games before, I was like, I don't know if they're gonna do like a hard fucking toned Wolverine like with like some mature content. In there, I don't but think it would work I, out. I reportedly, yeah, reportedly, there's like dismemberment and shit, like Mando said. So it's it's pretty crazy. I feel like in regards to their like previous games and what Disney and like what what they're doing with Marvel and kind of like trying to dip their toe into that more mature you know, rating and things like that. I feel like something like this is only natural to happen. Yeah. It's Wolverine, so, bro. You you got to keep Wolverine violent. Like, yeah. they've already shown us with Logan in but the this movies. Opens you the can't door go for back. so many other characters. Like, imagine a Thor game or something like that. Now. They're you never going to make Thor violent. I mean, yeah. like but that, you know what I mean. But it has like, to be like a, ca- a character's, like, okay trademark. With, okay, okay, yeah, that's, okay that's, fair. that's fair. Yeah, like the gray characters. Yeah. I honestly don't think I can see this game on next gen with the graphics that they have. Without having a mature rating. Because, like, I'm going to be so involved in the graphics and so, like, fucking lost in the graphics. But the moment I see those claws not do any, like, real damage to, like, the body, I'm going to be like, all right. That was my big worry. And that's why I felt like this wasn't going to have a mature rating. Is because the initial teaser or whatever um, they showed a couple of years, I think it was a year ago or something, when he was in that bar scene, people all over the place, broken shit all over the place. He's enjoying his drink. But then you look at his knuckles, and he's only got, like, these few little scratches and scuffs. No blood anywhere on the bar. No blood anywhere on anybody. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, soft Wolverine. Maybe. And I'm... then I was worried, too. To, my, my bad. Just to finish my thought. I was worried about, like, to branch off of what you were saying. I was worried because it's going to be on next gen. They're just going to have these goofy-ass, like, superhero video game tropes like they used to have back in 2008, where when you hit somebody, you can actually see, like, the the, the pow and yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like that's what it was going to feel like, and I oh, was like, geez. oh, no, please, no. <laughs> um, Real quick, now that I do know it is a mature rating game, thinking about that scene that you said, how there wasn't, like, any dismemberment, there wasn't, like, really blood around, he had just had the scuffs and bruises on his yeah. fist. Maybe up till that point, like he just beat their ass, like yeah. with hands, and then he sat down, and more people came in, and he was like, "All right, I'm tired of these people." Could be. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not thinking that that one trailer determines how the game's gonna be completely. But it feels like with the first taste that you gave me, I just definitely did not think that was gonna be a rated yeah. M for mature game. But to be honest, now that that's been cleared up and we're getting reports that it's gonna be kind of M rated, I'm hey, super- pushing towards mature, baby. Facts, bro. I'm I'm super involved. I can't wait to be Wolverine again. Speaking of Wolverine, though, this is actual concrete movie news for Deadpool. <laughs> Not just rumors, because there's a fuck ton of those. Um, Patrick Stewart was told to stand by and keep time open for the new Deadpool movie. He's going to die. The reason again. this isn't... <laughs> for that again, Disney paycheck. Again, again, again. <laughs> this can't necessarily be called concrete movie news, but the fact that he himself said that they told him to keep time open in his calendar... And stand by, bro. You don't you don't just tell Sir Patrick Stewart yeah, to nah. fucking stand by yeah. if you're not gonna include him in the movie, bro. He said, as long as I'm getting paid, I'll be in whatever movie you want. I feel like because of the way that Patrick Stewart has played Professor X up until this point, he's become a staple character in the series, just as he should be, if, just as he is in the comics and in the in the animated series. What if we get the uh what if we get the Professor Xavier where he has like the cerebral helmet with the X on it? I don't know, bro. That will be fun just to see. That will be like, wild. That will be great. I'm sorry. That's just fan fanboying, but all right, anyway. <laughs> but that's to branch off that fanboy point. You know, it's they're bringing Patrick Stewart back again for another MCU iteration. We it saw, almost feels like 
we can't be getting Patrick Stewart again as Professor. We X saw in the him future. in the chair. I'm happy with that. The chair was can fire. We, can we see the next step of that? Like the the after. That's what know, I. That's that, all I'm saying. That's is the it. point I was getting. At, Even though, if for a it's second. like Kevin Feige loves to give in to fan service. Yeah, he loves providing fan service, which you know, thank you, Kevin Feige. We yeah. we, we love you for that, bro. Love it. <laughs> the fan service Appreciate in the movies it. is fantastic, but because he loves interjecting that fan um fan service, I feel like there's a great chance we could be getting a dope ass version of Professor X before we say one last goodbye to the character. I could see that because I feel like this may be our last goodbye for real, for real. Not like what Logan. If, what, but. If, what if it's not um necessarily and I, I didn't think about this. Maybe I mentioned this. I'm not sure. What if it's not necessarily Deadpool and Wolverine killing the universe, but the universe collapsing? Yeah, I, I'm oh, thinking it that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is. I'm like, I want to be excited for news like this, but the fact that it's a Deadpool movie, I I just can't take any of these like cameos serious because I just I feel like the fact that it's a Deadpool movie is going to be a joke or it's not going to be super, super emotional. Here's the reason I don't think it's going to be just a cameo is because they told them to keep time open. Usually a cameo is just like, hey, you got time to stop in for a week or so? We'll shoot some scenes, put it in the movie. Sometimes the shit's done in one day with yeah. cameos. No, they told him to specifically keep time open and to stand by. So I feel like his character, I don't think it's going to I don't think he's going to be like supporting role type character, but I it's think it's going to be a major role. I, I don't think it's going to be a major role either to be honest with you, bro, but I do think it's going to be part of the story more than just the cameo. More than what we got in Multiverse of Madness. It's okay. definitely going to be more than more of uh, he's going to be more of a, in the runtime of the movie than we got in that to be honest with you. Think so? I believe so. Yeah, I feel because like he's gonna die again. He's uh, oh yeah, but that doesn't Probably. mean he's not gonna but be. I in feel the like movie it's gonna be. Long. I just feel like it's gonna be quick and temporary. I could be wrong, but um, the only the only thing that makes me think against that is the fact that it's Wolverine's movie too, and they have a very solid history together. I was just about to get into that. Hugh Jackman has a huge love and respect for Patrick Stewart, so they're not gonna have him come in on some clown work. Show. No, at all. That's what I mean. Like and like you just said, it's also a Wolverine movie, and I feel like Ryan Reynolds has that same kind of respect for Patrick Stewart. So they're not just gonna bring in and bring him in. You to gotta dick think around. of what Ryan Reynolds has done for the Deadpool movies. Period. Like, yeah, he's done nothing he, but positive things. He has for the respect franchise. for the character, yeah. a lot of respect and love for the character, and I feel like Patrick Stewart's Professor X being in Multiverse of Madness was cool. Cool little shout out to the comics, but. I feel like he is more vital to a story that involves Wolverine and Deadpool, to be honest. That's yeah. why I feel like he'll be more important in this movie than he was in Multiverse Professor X and Wolverine have a really long history. Super jaded fucking so, history. Yeah. So I, I want to see Especially kind of after that. seeing Logan, bro. Like, and seeing the history that they had just in yeah. that movie. And knowing that, like... I don't know. Fuck. I don't know if, like, no, they're not pulling from Logan, right? No, no. They they already said James Mangold's Logan is... Okay, so just knowing the potential of the chemistry that they had in that movie, I'm just like, damn, it's going to be great to see him on screen. What, yeah, what kind of, yeah, what kind of Yeah, what kind of fucking chemistry are they going to have in this movie? What type of relationship are they going to have in this movie where it's not so bleak, it's not so, oh, we're dying and growing old together. It's more like, it feels like it might be Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in his prime mm -hmm. and Professor X kind of just keeping him like a dog on a leash. So I feel like that should, would be an interesting dynamic to see. Big what if, but what if Patrick Stewart came back to play Onslaught? What? Ooh, that no, shit they're not crazy. going that big. They're not going that, that big. Would be there's a, like, there's a lot that would be shit wild, that they need bro. to do. Nah, there's a lot of shit that they got to do to set up Onslaught. Hey, hey but, but think about this, though. 
the same way that the Flashpoint movie is going all in with the multiverse stuff, because we are, we're already hearing reports that Deadpool 3 is going to set up Kang Dynasty. So because they're doing that, I feel like they could go super crazy with, the, with whatever yeah. universe they're in and then just implode it or destroy it or leave it. You know, because there's going to be a lot of multiverse hopping, I feel, involved with this movie. Yeah, okay. All right. This movie's going to be huge, bro. Pat- Patrick Stewart, out. Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman. I'm sold. I was already sold, bro. Yeah, now bro. I'm just super sold. I don't know what to expect for this movie. And Give I don't, me this I, fucking movie. I don't care what to expect. I just want to, I, I want to see just this movie. Need it. Please give me this movie. You don't even like like Jit said last time, you don't even gotta show me a trailer. Like <laughs> just just drop the release date and I'm there. This is the fucking way <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Moving on to talking television, a segment of our show where we talk in depth and give you our thoughts on what's going on in television right now. Uh, we just came off that fifth episode of The Last of Us, and before we get any deeper into this segment, I do want to warn anyone listening, this will not be a spoiler-free segment. We will be giving you our spoiler thoughts yes. on Spoilers. The Last of Us. Spoiler warning. Yes. So uh, the last episode aired on Friday to avoid the Super Bowl, which was a smart move on HBO's part. It really yeah. was. What a fantastic fucking episode, bro. Heartbreaking episode. It was a heartbreaking episode. I'm not going to fucking hold you. That episode was super fucking sad. And again, yeah, even though we know that these parts of the story are coming because it was done in game, it does not take away from the impact when it happens. I think it added to the impact, bro. Yeah, me too. Like the subtle changes they made with him being deaf. Oh, my goodness, bro. Yeah, I thought that was super cool because it makes the character depend a little bit, just that much more on his brother because um, they they communicate in a way that's easier for them, but it may not be how you can communicate to the rest of the world. It adds more depth to their relationship. It definitely works best. Like, it's fitting for the world, especially given, like, the clickers and stuff like that. It's best to know sign language at a time like that. But real quick um, about um, the changes, and I know this is a bit of a jump, but I, I have to say, like, towards the end of the episode, I really appreciate the change that they made towards like how their story ended, like that subtle change with like the, uh, um, the conflict between like him and Joel, like the dialogue change and you know the whole like reflecting on what he had done. That yeah, was different from you know because the game it was very sudden and then it was over. I think w- the way that Henry and Sam are written, those two yeah. characters are very interesting because it presents like a mirror image to Joel and Ellie. Bro, exactly, who they are. absolutely. Yeah. And I think after that whole incident happened, Joel and Ellie were kind of feeling the same thing, where it's like that's you know that's us. Yeah, it can go wrong at any second in any way. This and is what I'm us, getting myself into. Yeah, and then one of us loses each other, and we go right back to the same hurt. Ellie, as far as we know, has gone through some traumatic shit, but that's only like shown in like little, little snippets glimpses. in like yeah. trailers and stuff. We don't know yet. They haven't showed that end of the story yet. But Joel lost his daughter 20 years ago. So and we now we know all about like Joel's past and his history with yeah. his brother. He's and been past. closed up for 20 years. Yeah, like, he's just. That's a closed lot. up his heart. That's a lot. To and go now through. he's feeling these fucking emotions again. Like, that's... and that's what's great about the show is it really explores what The Last of Us means. And The Last of Us is like, what happens when we lose when humanity? When shit hits the fan. Yeah. What happens when we lose humanity? What happens when humanity just fucking like basically um, devolves into just savages? Ooh, going off that. Um, before we went further, because I don't want to forget this, because it's in the beginning part of the show. The fucking way it opens up showing how they took over um, 
Kansas City. Oh my god, bro, it was brutal, bro. It was Public brutal. executions yeah. and shit. Yeah. I'm they like, were dragging damn. that dude's body through the streets yeah. with knives in him. I was like, Jesus, bro. I bro. Would, yeah, just every like there were but, fucking I mean, like fifty like, knives in one but, dude. But even even like when Henry described what they were doing, it's like, yeah, that's naturally what would happen if you don't if you don't take care of the people that you're supposed to take care of and you treat them the way that you do naturally in time when they have the opportunity when they've had enough that's what's gonna and happen. it's not gonna happen everywhere you know it, this this story if it's one thing it's shown us is that leaders need to exist for these factions to rise up in this case kathleen was their leader they were that was the person that they turned to to organize this like coup and take down federal in, in that um area is it weird that her leadership isn't realistic to me it's not. I don't it's think. Not, um, no, I don't think it was. It was very. Forced. I just feel like I'm watching a Karen on screen the entire fucking time. And like, that's I essentially just, what it, was it is. Real dry. Though. I feel and like her performance the, the, was really dry. The, and the thing is, even even without being dry, just it's so annoying. Like, in her, I get her motivations and shit, but they just took over Kansas City QZ. Like yeah. they just got I mean, what they've always like wanted. Yeah, they just got what they've always wanted. So why are they gonna let her ruin it by just following her fucking vengeance story? Like I don't Be- th- because without I I do agree that I did not like her character. I don't like the way they did it. But to debunk that a little bit, this is again this is the person that they turned to when they needed her the most. Yeah. This is their leader. Yeah. So even if she makes some mistakes. They're gonna follow their leader. This is the person that in, granted in a them world this in a world like that. You don't want to come off as weak. And like she said, if he's the reason why her brother got killed by the ops, you gotta take him out. And he's in your city now. You gotta find him Bro, and make him to an, be chasing them. It is yes. it is crazy, but people do get yes. like that. And I think that's Absolutely. the most compelling thing about her character is that she's willing to make the hard decision when even her brother wasn't. Yeah. Like the guy, um the her right hand man even told her was like your brother was a great man but he didn't change shit he didn't do nothing for us you did and that's why we're here following you which is great and all but again what didn't work for me was just the way it was um presented it was just uh, yeah it was the way the execution was i it just didn't work for me i don't know i didn't feel what what was they were uh, they were asking of me for this character but i don't think that was that important the story arc only lasted two days it did what it needed to for joel and ellie's end of the story yeah there was just a weird minor antagonist for for an episode yeah i feel like the uh, again it it worked the first time they just be one episode too but what's up for it to just be one episode where they just put a villain in your face and then get rid of them, it's just like yeah. But I feel like it was I mean, still necessary. I feel like for the that narrative. would be a realistic in that kind of setting, though. Yeah, like if you meet someone you oppose, one of you would one of you are dying. Like that's just how it's gonna be. I know, but I'm just saying it was wrapped up. I feel like it was wrapped up a little bit rushed, just, you know, because now it's like that whole arc in terms of the city is just done. And you know what else I didn't like? I didn't like the change they made to Henry's character in the game. Mm. And I don't mean to be that guy comparing the game to to the uh, to the story, but it just feels like this is one of those changes that, while it was very minor, and it's a very minor like um, discrepancy it? I have with it, him it still kind of bothered me. A rat? Huh? Is it him being a rat? Not not just that, because I feel like that was still um, that was still interesting enough because it kind of combated Joel's morals, because Joel's known to like you know like fuck a rat. Because yeah. if that was me in that position, you'd get me caught up. I'd be dead because of you. Right. So I feel that, but. It was just the fact that they made him nonviolent. Yeah. Twenty years this stuff has been going on, and you've never caught a body once. 
And I you'll, mean, you're saying I you'll mean, do whatever you, to protect. If you've avoided the situation, I don't think there's a way to. Avoid no, but you, but you, you gotta think, bro. When you're living a fighter, in a QZ, he, yeah, that, when he's just gonna be living in a QZ. You're just a civilian in a QZ. You're That's, doing what you can he's just, uh, he's to, just fu- to live. If Fedra didn't like you, they would kill you with no fucking mercy. So it's like you got to play the part of just this civilian with no that's purpose fine. in the world. And I feel like that's why the, the story was asking that of that character. So it's a minor thing because Henry wasn't that character in the game. No. Now, while their relationship was very similar and they got pretty much the basics out on the episode, he was not that character. And they made a couple of changes like making Sam deaf and stuff like that that I feel like elevated it. And then there's some changes that I just wasn't too crazy yeah. about that being one of them. I feel like it, him, like in the game, he was a ruthless killer. He needed to, bro. You need to be that person to protect, to protect somebody yeah. who's under your wing. You need to be that person. Without that, you just don't have that edge, and you're just destined to die. Um, Real quick, going off of Henry, I just want to say something positive. When they first introduced the um, Sam and Henry, the crayon scene in the attic, bro, where he was like just showing him, trying to like... Even though I'm going through a shit show, like on this hell this. planet, I need yeah. to make this like a paradise and make my younger brother feel safe yeah. somehow. And I, I was like, like, that that scene was amazing. I like the practical use of things you could find out in the real world and make it, you know, useful. Like the, the, uh, pen, the, the never ending the note, fucking yeah. paper where he could just like, it's like an edge sketch. He can just restart the yeah. note. I thought that was such a cool and smart way for Sam to communicate without it always being about sign language because not everybody's going to know sign language Mm -hmm. especially this pandemic happened in like 2003 mad long ago so you know the the internet wasn't in big use like it like it is now so it's like stuff like that is like i feel like it's really important to me dude that fucking sniper scene though i was just about to get to that bro god holy shit that was so insanely shout out shout out to the bloater i was waiting for you oh and i gotta say because i wasn't here the jokes. Loved them. <laughs> Bro, I just love how aware Joel was of the whole situation. He's like, it's dark as fuck. He has shit aim. He's like, he's not going to yep. hit me. Like, I'm going to be straight. And I love how he was gave like, him directly. the choice, man. That's yeah, he was the like, shit don't, that he, he was, he was like, like, yo, don't, don't do, it. do it. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. I'll let please. you go. Please. And like we just briefly spoke about, bro, Um, when the fucking truck sunk into like that, um, dude, that whatever the fuck it was. Like underneath. a pit. Yeah. Like, and all the infected started coming out. A never-ending horde, bro. I, one thing about that. The fact that they used actual actors and practical effects is so much cooler than just throwing yeah. a big CGI zombie army in there. Because there was actual people. Yeah. Not as many. Like, they duplicated it with CGI, of course. But there was a bunch of people I, I saw just in the, uh, the behind-the-scenes afterwards just coming out with clicker makeup and all looking yeah. all kinds of bro, crazy. that one scene humbled the fuck out of me in this show. <laughs> I was like... Because I remember last episode, we were talking about, like, there are people, um, there are savages that are threats, there are people that are threats, there are fucking infected that are threats. And this episode showed me showed me that the infected are mainly the threats. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I remember are, saying last episode, dangerous. too, like, I'm more scared of the people in this world. Nope, I changed my mind. <laughs> All right. uh, I, go back, I go back to the infected. <laughs> if at any point you can cause an explosion and there's so much fungus growing underground that it just caves in and infected come out, yeah. bro, leave me the fuck alone. That's like walking into no a lost safe. No I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing that, bro. And then you got bloaters living underground. Before I forget, though, I did mention last episode that I, d- I wanted them to do it in a way that was realistic to the world. 
And I was like, I don't want I it to do be. I do miss the spore throwing from the bloaters though, because that's such a disgusting element. I, I, mean, I do miss that. I do. Like, I was thinking it, that, but I get why it has been so gross to see. I know it, it doesn't fit. They already said that they were not doing the spores, but it would have just been so disc to just see him pick up like just the yeah. Uh, like but that at least he had all the pustules. Oh yeah, like, the absolutely. Gross, exactly. They did that. He yeah. had the little mushroom they fiber hairs. Exactly. The, 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 the voice face, acting was yep. exactly like it. Before, but um, before I forget, I, I didn't, yeah, sorry, I didn't sorry, need to sorry, finish sorry, my bro. thought. Um, <laughs> last last episode we talked about um, what was it? Episode four. And I said, I don't want them to continue the story with the infected in a way that doesn't make sense to this world. I was like, I don't want it to be that they just threw all the infected people in one room and was like, this is the best we could do. The way they did it was that, but actually written in a way that fits with the storyline. It was that Fedra blocked off the underground tunnels. They were like, we're going to seal that shit off. And then they sealed a bunch of people down there with them as they sealed it off. So... It makes sense that federal, the government some basically would shit. do some, yeah, would do some yeah. fucked up and irresponsible shit, and then it would come back to bite them in the bite them in the and ass. And they already showed us in previous episodes that they just executed people. They don't care that if the, you didn't fit in the QZ, That's you, it. you had to go somewhere. Yeah, and while we're on the uh, topic of the underground tunnels, I really love that they recreated that shit from the game too. Such a nostalgic and cool moment when yeah. I saw like the crayon castles, like um fucking painted all on the walls and shit and I'm the like, rules and like the like house the, yeah. the house rules yeah. sign and the yeah. um even the little goalie shit i was yeah. like that's fucking cool man to see like those moments come to life because it's like i remember that in the game and you almost forget too until you see it and i'm like that's so fucking cool dude um real quick before we move off the horde scene um i just want to say something super quick it's that that scene reminded me of like an I Am Legend kind of movie. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck! Like, uh, yeah, I feel yeah, like World they Wars they killed that. They killed that was it. because it was so. It terrifying. has so much personality though. Yeah, like it, it was, was its own thing. It, yeah, and that's another thing I want to um I want to congratulate them on is the fact that they used they brought in people basically to teach the crowd how to move like clickers. Yeah, it's almost like the clickers and the infected have their own body language. So if you don't, you, you can't just go in there and act like a zombie. There's a certain way you got to move. And I feel like that brings so much life to that crowd of infected, bro. You, you can see that they're just, they're different. different yeah, Besides different from the way they look, they're just not human. It's something being animating a human body, but it's like, it's disgusting, bro. Yo, quick question. Yeah. Um, Because I kind of want to get into that, that last scene. But Henry, or no, no, not Henry, Sam. When he turned into an infected, bro, the way he was just sitting on the edge of the bed, looking out like at, out the window while Ellie was sleeping, yeah, it was kind of weird to me. Like I didn't, it, it wasn't really believable. I was like, why wouldn't she? Why would he not attack her? Kind of thing. Because she's already infected. That's that's the um, no, but infected like the... were still coming after her in the horde scene. Yeah, that's they true. They were still tracking that's her. True. There's there's things she's like that. She's not invisible to there's them. There's things like that that kind of poke holes in the logic a little bit, but it even starts poking holes well, in the logic of the video game because well, I want to bring up the bloater. The bloater, well, before I get into what I'm about to say, it was cool as fuck to see that dude die the same way that you die in the video game if yeah. you let the bloater come get you. The only Rip thing, this dome clean off. Only, my only complaint is I wanted a closer look. That's it. Uh, I don't know. Cool. I like it. No, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. But too. personally, that's it. <laughs> but like I was saying, like poking holes in the logic. All right. So the fungus's entire like prerogative is to infect, right? It wants to spread as much as it can. Like any kind of fungus, like any kind of mold, it just wants to spread. Okay. So why 
would instead of infecting somebody, a bloater would rip somebody's head off instead. Because they're restraining. But that's not infecting. You can't even use that body anymore. He just ripped his head off. I but mean, that's logic. That's, that's illogical true. in if the game too. If it's so. smart enough, if it's smart enough to know that it just needs to infect, I'm sure it, it's not sure like what a what a human body can cannot like take, but it knows what it needs to do in order to infect. Which is open up the yeah. I so, guess yeah, like, that makes sense. I was gonna say, just, but the thing is, it wasn't even infecting. Like it was just going through a horde of people, what, just body I'm slamming yeah. people, and I'm like. Yeah, he's that, saying if it's, was, if it's not aware of its brute force, but it is still body slamming people. Yeah, like, it, that's yeah. not going to affect nobody. Yeah. But again, that's logic that's like... It's video logical game in logic. The, yeah, it's yeah. illogical yeah. in the game too. So it's like, I can forgive it, but that's why stuff like that... I feel like... I don't really like... Uh, I'm not a stickler about. Okay. I feel like there, are, there were a couple scenes in this episode alone that I had to be like, okay, that's like video game logic like the way it didn't really get translated too well but whatever and you know what's crazy is i simultaneously feel like this is the weakest episode and the strongest episode at the same time yeah it definitely had its moments but i feel like those moments were more of like the personal story between the characters but like the action the action was great but Again, I feel like at those action moments, some parts were just like, mm. yeah, it's the the suspense of disbelief. Like, yeah. like getting into the 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 child clicker. Okay, Ellie ran into that car. There is so much noise going on around, so much shooting and screaming and infected running around. How would that clicker know that Ellie was in that car and have enough mind to climb through the window? And continue to chase Ellie to the front seat. If you know damn well you sat in a car with sh- gunfire going off, screaming, screaming from the infected. There's, there's no way it hears. There's her, no her, way that her breathing, her her soft breathing over gunfire. And exactly, people screaming. So and dying. I feel like that scene was super tense though. And while I did love that scene, I love how the volume dropped. I feel like I, I love how you the sound design was crazy for mm-hmm. that scene. It was tension filled like crazy, but it just ruins the. Uh, the, the, the realism the, in the world. Much, yeah, the believability much, for me. It's too, too, much too much suspension of disbelief. Exactly. It's too much suspension of disbelief, especially for the world that you've presented to me. So there's a lot of little um, little things that I had that made me want to nitpick this episode. But to be honest, they're so small compared to what was done that was so great. It's, again, it's, this this series is just doing so well, bro. Bro, um, Fucking ham and se- uh, ham, <laughs> uh, Sam and Henry's death, bro. Ham and dude. Sundry. When I, <laughs> when I finished the episode, I literally asked myself, I was like, bro, why the fuck did you put me through this heartbreak again? I was like, why? Because like because of like the episode three, Bill and Frank changed, like we said before. Yeah. We're like, okay, you might change some darker aspects of the game. To, I knew like, they fit, weren't uh, like a it. lighter scene. It was too. It was too. I was hoping. I knew they weren't gonna do it, but I was hoping. I was like, please. Please, I don't want to go through this again. And, dude, that shit hurt. And that's the thing, too, is I went into it like, please change something about this. I I didn't want them to change. Again, I appreciate the change that they did with the dialogue in between, like, him being infected and him talking to Joel and telling him what to do and then, like, reflecting on what had happened. I, I, I really love that. You know what I thought was a really interesting bit, too, that they added towards the end of the episode where she finds out that Sam is infected? And she tries to cut her hand open and yeah. like just provide to that little that bit of yeah, that little bit of comfort and hope to him, knowing that there's not a damn thing she can do to save him. And she even wrote like "I'm sorry" on the thing. I was like, oh god, that's so heartbreaking, yeah, bro. She's so young hurt. going through this shit, bro. 
I was like, oh, that's fucking awful. That scene was fucking... And you know, you, you don't think they would have done that scene, especially for television, because it's like, one, they don't really show kids getting shot, and two, they don't really show suicide, but they were like, nope. It's it's gonna be in there. Bro, You're gonna see the, the worst. Hard. I feel like it's 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 too it's too big of a moment within the game. It's to too change. necessary for this yeah, world because like this world holds no pun. Uh, yeah. this whole world does not hold back. Bro. And like it's you real. said, it painted them as a mirror for uh, Joel and Ellie, and that would that's literally Joel if he fails. Yeah, exactly. And that just shows Joel like okay, like this job is serious. Like yeah. I need to take care of this girl. Yeah, and in that moment you see that again Pedro Pascal's acting is yeah. phenomenal in this season, but um in the series, but in that moment you see that Joel cares more for Ellie as as more than just cargo. You saw in that moment where he couldn't defend her he because he had a gun on him. Yeah. And you that, could tell and he the actually, frustration yeah, on his face where he, he was like I can't cared. fucking move. Yeah. Like, he actually wanted to do something to help Ellie and he couldn't and it was more than just cargo at that point. Um, before we finish up, I do want to mention one last little thing that I thought was super cool because, again, we've talked about it in the um, past episodes on the podcast where I was like, I don't want them to turn the clickers into just fodder. I love the fucking scene um, where the uh, the outbreak happened and uh, Ellie's running around with the shiv and she's just shiving these clickers exactly like you do in the game when yeah. you're yeah. on them, bro. I when, was you like, oh, when you don't have no ammo and yeah. shit, bro. Yeah. Marvelous, bro. Beautiful. Because you didn't you didn't shy away from the fact that they're they're um they're still covered in all that fucking fungus armor. So it's cool as fuck. And you're doing it exactly like the game presented it. I fucking loved it, bro. Hated breaking the shivs off and them goddamn. Disgusting, clickers, bro. Took so much fucking ammo, bro. So, so you so much easier to just stab them bitches. What what are we rating this episode, boys? Um, I'm like gonna say I said, a nine this time. It simultaneously I... floats between the best episode and the most problematic one so far for me. So I'm gonna I give it an even nine. A, like a, I want to give it like a eight point five. I'm gonna say like an eight eight point five. I'm gonna give it a nine too, but do not get it twisted. This was probably one of my favorite, most favorite episodes so yeah, far. I'm so yeah, invested it was, in the series, bro. It was. I love. But it just it show. just had a. It had a lot of slow moments for me that just kind of didn't really work because they just kind of molded over towards the end of the episode. I feel like I, I, I see I could see how that could be frustrating. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the gauntlet. Running the gauntlet today is Gore the God Butcher. Mm. Presenting the gauntlet is our resident beyonder, Mando. Mando, what's the gauntlet looking like today, bro? All right. Round one. We got Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher. Ooh. Henry Cavill's. Then we got He-Man, round two. I have the power. <laughs> Skeletor. <laughs> round, th- <laughs> oh, man. round three, Sasuke, but Mangekio Shotgun Sasuke before he gets the eternal Mangekio Shotgun. Still broken. Eh, we'll get there. Round uh, four, Luke Skywalker. Round five, Kratos. Boy, <laughs> all right. Uh, Greek Kratos, though, not not Norse mythology Kratos. So before Kratos of the uh, the twenty eighteen version, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like God of War three and, and before Kratos. All right, Geralt of Rivia. Let's get this going. All right. So, uh, does Geralt's magic hold any weight? I don't think so. Towards... I absolutely do not think so. And we're talking base characters here, but even though we're base, The Witcher, we could still include like the um, the tincture that he takes to like get those superpowers that they get to uh, to go on hunts. Yeah. So that still counts. But question. I'm... Before we get into it, before you get into it, is this just Henry Cavill's Netflix Witcher, or is it the game Witcher too? 
Um, I didn't want to include the Game Witcher because okay, I feel okay. like that's OP as well. Yeah, I was, that's what I was... Yeah. Okay. That's so why that, I kept it to like the, the straight live Straight Netflix yeah. Witcher. Let's, let's go. Go ahead. So, all right. I feel like he, he has experiences with fighting monsters, which essentially that's what Gore is. But he doesn't have the experience fighting this monster. So yeah. I feel like the, that all that experience, all it would basically do is keep him in the fight. It'll keep him alive for a little bit, but it won't win him the fight, I don't feel. Is it weird that I feel like he has some type of chance? It is weird, because how? Yeah, no. I need you I to know, show bro. your work. He's, his, his, <laughs> his strategy is just out of this world, bro. He's so fucking smart. It is, it, but Gore is, is such a formidable exactly. foe, There's bro. only so much that you can do to, to like... You know he's gonna get fucked up. You you can't really. It's hard to defend yourself against a a foe. Nah, like I, I'm playing devil's advocate. I definitely think Gore wins, but well, Jarrell like, is gonna meet the devil. So I yeah, mean. facts. He's <laughs> not. I'm like I said, it'll it'll keep him alive for a little bit. All that skill and all that um experience, and even the stuff that he takes to to get him in like this um this like killer killer mode. They also have drawbacks too. So. And they have drawbacks, and also Gore is on that base level. He don't yeah. need to take nothing. He's already like basically he's like the embodiment for the Necro Sword. Like the Necro Sword cho- chose him. So he's basically like uh like the same way that Venom is set up but um it just works a little differently. But he's that's still basically his armor. Yeah, no, ultimately I definitely think Geralt loses. Yeah, because yeah, of the too. especially because of the drawbacks. So yeah. I'm sorry, Geralt. Yeah, I think uh Geralt is getting dog walked, bro. Flawless victory. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Liam's Witcher will have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, oh, bro. <laughs> damn, that was that Liam's was Witcher needs vicious. to defeat the critics first. He <laughs> man gunshots for that one. That was crazy. Damn. All right, round two. Who do we got? He man versus right. Gore the God Butcher. Gore the God Butcher versus He Man. Holy. This shit. is basically so, Hercules. Basically, like Hercules or Thor without the uh, the lightning powers. Yeah. Mm. So because. Gore the God Butcher, his rap sheet, he beat Gore, I mean, uh, Thor in the past, in the present, <laughs> and in the future. I mean, the question. But that's not base level Gore either. I was, was going to say, the question is for this round is raw strength enough to beat Gore the God Butcher? I don't think so. Because Thor's raw strength wasn't enough with Mjolnir. But, but, but Gore was already juiced up when he met Thor. Yeah. Gore had already killed a couple of gods, and remember the Necro Sword gets stronger with God and blood. He's gonna be at that point here too. Nah, base. Nah, base, base. level, bro. We talking base level as soon as he grabbed the Necro Sword. So it comes with powers, but he's not juiced up right now. All right, bet. So baseline Gore. All right, yeah. cool. I'm on so the it same still page comes now. with because the Necro Sword still grants you crazy power. He would still he was still able to take on. Thor it's just like that, a rookie and, with that sword. Yeah, but remember that initial fight they had, and they were up in the sky, and then you know Thor was like, "I'm the god of thunder," and then the fucking yeah. lightning struck him. That took Gore out of the it fight. Was, it was more like a whimpering, yeah. like, you know, I'm the god of. <laughs> I, but I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, you. Right. I still he did think, say that. I still think he's still dangerous, even baseline Gore, because that was the birth of his fucking rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baseline Gore is absolutely a, still a problem. So that's why I feel like even he beats He Man, bro. Yeah. Because I feel like it's it, at this point, it's a fight of who's gonna last the longest. It's endurance. Because He Man can also be knocked out of his He Man form. I don't yeah, think. True. Yeah, I don't think raw strength is enough to yeah. beat. No. So if they're I clashing, I mean, I'm telling you right now, that would be an epic fight. Yeah. That would be a super epic fight, bro. He Man with his fucking sword, and then you got um Gore with the with the um 
Necrosword. With the Necrosword, bro? <laughs> that would be a crazy fight, but I still Gore think Gore's taking it. inevitably win. Yeah, I'm sorry, He-Man. You got to go back to Adam after this one. <laughs> Skinny boy season. <laughs> Round three. Back to Eternia with you. Sasuke Ocheha. Oh, man. Dude. Mm. Mangekyo, Sharingan Sasuke. Yeah, you got to be real specific. Pre-eternal. Here. Yeah. Pre-eternal Mangekyo. Pre-super broken Sasuke because <laughs> it gets to a point where, man, it, this man would run cir- literal circles around Gore if we get him too yeah. juiced up in this. So it's got to be. That that jump is like God gap. Yeah. So, so he he, limited, his eyes has restraint. They have limits. Very limited use they on can, Sasuke. Yeah. He can go blind for from overusing his eyes. Okay. Yeah. He, here's it's what I want to ask you guys right off the bat. Let's just get straight into it. Okay. Can Sasuke put Gore the God Butcher in a Genjutsu? That is a great question. I don't know. You brought up a good point before saying that it's basically two minds you're fighting instead of one. Exactly. Where it's and the you know, Necro Sword and I forgot who, who it was that said it in the, uh, the Naruto verse that said if they can, uh, was it, um, it was one of the Jin Cherokee. They said if they can, uh, th- that the because it's a Jin Cherokee and the a demon inside of you can wake you up if you're in a Genjutsu. Yeah. I feel like this is essentially the same thing. Because you would essentially have to put a Jin, Jin Cherokee under a Genjutsu as well. Exactly. Meaning yeah. he would have to put the sword under a Genjutsu. And he's not doing that. They have no eyes. They like, have no eyes. Yeah, exactly. It, he's not doing that. So hmm. that completely takes that out of the fight, which takes out one of Sasuke's Biggest fucking element. Also, I wasn't uh, even Amaterasu. weighing in the Genjutsu, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Amaterasu can hurt him or not. Ooh. Bro, flames. That's yeah. flames. Amaterasu. And flames that can't be put yeah. out. Yes. Mm. That's, that's like a, a ne- that's like a never ending like self absorbing like symbiote versus a never ending fucking flame. That is a big one. Yeah, that is a big one. Amaterasu is gonna be. I a wasn't even betting on Genjutsu. I was fully betting on Amaterasu. I didn't even think of Amaterasu, bro. I was literally just thinking of like Genjutsu and baseline fireball jutsu. Yeah, shit. I was thinking of fireball jutsu. I was thinking uh, about that. Um, I'm forgetting the Kiri. name, but that uh, that giant fucking uh, lightning dragon. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, you you, but you also got to take into account that Gore can expand his like symbiote. And like the shadow monsters and all that it's stuff. It's basically like, like shadow clones that are so super fucking strong. So if he can strong. like do that enough to outlive the like basically battery usage on Sasuke's eyes, because remember it's Mangekyo shining gun. Yeah, so yeah. if he uses Amaterasu too much, it. he's gonna strain his eyes and he's not gonna be able to see. Or and use Gore, them. and Gore, bro, he you can't sleep on the fact that he's got a lot of brute strength, a lot of viciousness, but he's also a very strategic fighter, bro. He has a lot of good battle sense. So I feel like I want to say so is Sasuke. He was no, over- he is. That's like, a fact. But Sasuke's a genius. He was overwhelmed uh, with the killer bee because like all those. Like, how do you keep track of all those? Let's be real. You know what I mean. All of those blades was kind of crazy, but, but he still did get washed, and that's why I feel like the necro sword might be to his detriment because it has the ability to, in a way, replicate that. But yeah. bro, I feel like even in a scene of like him versus Datara. Like, bro, he should have died in that scene. Yeah, exactly. Like, but he escapes death. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, he does. But yeah. he doesn't escape defeat. He has been defeated yeah, before. He can times. escape death. Yeah. Well, maybe Gore the God Butcher won't kill him, but we're just looking for a defeat here. Yeah. We're looking for a smackdown. And to be honest, Sasuke's not a god. No. We're talking about Gore the God Butcher. I Gore has probably killed Sasuke's gods, to be honest. If we're, if we're <laughs> no, I, don't I, I feel I like... I don't know uh, about that. I feel like... Sasuke has a potential to um to stay in the fight and maybe like beat Gore maybe like two out of ten times, 
But other than that, bro, I just I I think Gore takes it. I don't think mostly. this this version of Sasuke brings enough to the fight to get him the win. You don't think Amaterasu is enough? Bro, I, I'm I don't think so. No, because just of what, because of the strains, because and shit? of what we talked about. Yeah, because if if like if he branches that part of the symbiote off and disconnects it from him, that's already Amaterasu is going to keep burning that. But that's not longer him. It's, that, it's a yeah, part that's, that he that's can just what ex- I'm thinking. Ex- expel from himself. Yeah, and then regrow. Basically. And then regrow it. But yeah. then, if how much of the symbiote needs to burn before it becomes ineffective? By I don't that know, bro. time, symbiotes bro, are really powerful. The, yeah, and He's this is have to keep and this using is the, the necrosword, yeah. bro. This is um, what's his name's fucking sword? No, no, bro. It's this the, is it's no, the, the, the first symbiote. symbiote. He pulled it out of his fucking like shadow. But it's not to that same power. It's not, no. but it's a lot stronger than, say, Venom. Jit, do you think Sasuke has a chance? Um, it's, it's, it's his eyes that are really the detriment. But they have a very heavy limit on them, bro. That's that's because the remember he started using Amaterasu a lot with Itachi, and Itachi that fight fucked him up because he overused his eyes. Yeah, that's why he needed Itachi's eyes. On top eyes. of that, again, it's gonna feel like he's fighting two separate enemies. He's got Nor, uh, Nor. <laughs> he's got Gore with the Necro Sword, and, and then he's got the no- Necro Sword. Gore can also use the symbiote like whips. Remember, yeah. he was whipping fucking Thor throughout that fight. Like he, you got to keep. Even though with the he has the Sharingan, it's still so much to keep That's track of. And it can, it can pierce doesn't give you a chance to think. It can That's pierce exactly you too. Say, yeah. to stab you and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, why yeah. I feel like Sasuke does have a chance. I feel like maybe he could run him a good fight, but, but uh, yeah, it's going to be another so. test of endurance, bro. It's going to be about endurance. Yeah, he's going to outlive those eyes. Facts. Them eyes. <laughs> Blind <them> boy. Back- <laughs> Damn. Give them back to Itachi. Get your brother over here, bro. <laughs> Moving on to round four. What do we got? Luke Skywalker. Luke? The legend, bro. Dude. The thing with that lightsaber, dude. That lightsaber can cause a lot of fucking damage to Gore. And the Force can do a lot, bro. Yeah. It can it can possibly keep the symbiote even contained. Like yeah. um like the stasis fucking move from Dead Space where you could just keep something locked in place. And remember, Luke is one of the greatest, if not, I don't know if how canon it is anymore. If not the greatest, one of the greatest Jedi to ever fucking live. Ever. Period. So that I feel like that's super, something to super take into consideration because I feel like we've never really seen Luke go all out. Go all out. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like this would be a fight where he would need to go all out, and I think he brings enough in his arsenal to actually put up a fight against Gore, bro, realistically. Like, you wouldn't I, think I, it I at still, first. I still feel like the fact that Gore can attack you from any direction at all would just be like it's. it's I I still a, think Gore takes this. Do you yeah. think? Do you you don't think the Force would take Gore by um by like by surprise if he just suddenly binds him and Gore can't move? I don't really know, know but it's do. but I think it's still it, you have to take it into the account of what we said last round, like the no like the Necrosword has a mind of its own. It does, but and if the it's Necrosword, binded, even though Gore's new a rookie to this shit. The necro sword can make like decisions of its own. Yeah, and that is also why it's so hard and to fight Gore. It is to a be old fair ass. though. I've never seen the necro sword or Gore himself go against any telekinetic types. But you know he has because of the plethora of gods, gods that he's yeah, killed. Bro. Like, At least one of those gods had to have some exactly. type of similar ability. I mean, that's a big what if, but like. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm willing. I'm thinking to about it like this. Though. But even so, this is still base. So it's before that. But even but even if it's base, 
he still had that uh, ability to kill them when he was faced and with I, them. I feel like the Jedi are so, like, it's it's not rare to see a Jedi get overpowered by a Sith. Yeah. Which is somebody who is dealt with is with, with complete exactly, rage. Like that's and that's exactly what Gore why is. I set it up like this because we're not talking about just any Jedi. We're talking about Luke the Skywalker, Jedi. yeah. Luke Skywalker, bro. Yeah. But Gore is the being filled with hatred. He is yeah. like but hatred comes to life. Look at what Luke Skywalker did to the last being filled with hatred that he fought. Kylo Ren. Played the shit out of I'm him. I'm sorry, but Kylo Ren's there, not bro. on the level of hatred that but, Gore is. But I, it can still be easily as manipulated, bro. I don't know, bro. I don't agree. I, I do not. I agree. don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think he wins this. I think. I think Gore walks away from this one. You think so? Yeah. yeah bro. Like without even a chance. I feel like if he I could be like manipulated, I'm not, say, I'm not gonna say not a chance because the swordsmanship from 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 him is amazing. But I just don't think that in the Force is enough to defend yourself against Gore. I actually think it is to catch him with a surprise attack, but you could only do it once and you got to do it right the first time. That's how I felt like I imagined the fight would go is Luke would bind him using the Force so he can't move. And in that one quick second, throw the lightsaber like he does, like a fucking boomerang. And in that moment, Gore's head is coming clean off, bro. There ain't shit he could do for that. I don't know. You don't know, think man. so? I think a lightsaber slicing through fucking uh, the symbiote. I don't give a fuck. That is. Oh, the lightsaber yeah. I don't is the one that. fucking weapon that's the symbiote's if, biggest weakness. If a fucking eternal flame like Amaterasu is not, is not enough to destroy the symbiote, then I don't think a linear lightsaber is either. You don't think it's, it's not going to consume him? It's not going to yeah. consume the entire thing. Like you said, like we said before. Or Gordon needs just, to die. He can just cut it off and fucking. Is he, and is he, it, he can cut regrow. Off Luke cutting his head off? He can't. If he binds him and I don't then throws think he would the get there, though. I don't think you would even. You don't get think there. that would happen? No. I feel like that's a move Luke would use. But and but going I'm, going just off like of what is. you said of manipulating his rage, bro. Like Jit said, he has killed plenty of gods. Like there's but at least is, a god that is, tried to come at him base. like with a this mental. This is base level gold. It is still base, but like he I just said, got though, the even, sword. even but though he still has that potential. Exactly. He still has the potential. Yeah. The mental attacks are Jedi's not that strong against after after a certain point. Yeah, I feel like if if Luke Luke's gonna throw stuff out, but if his whole bag of tricks don't work, he's gonna lose this fight. Yeah. If if he tries what he can to kill this motherfucker and it doesn't work, I yeah, I do feel like Gore takes it. I'm sorry, Luke. Sit your Damn. Ass Final round. <laughs> God, Butch- God Butcher versus oh, God shit. Butcher. Dude. Uh, this is where Gore stops, in my opinion. Yeah. This is easily where Gore stops, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there is just no... I don't if even I know to what put, to say. If like... I was to put anybody versus Kratos, though, I mean, this would be the fight I would want to see. This would be insanely Oh, yeah. God-killer versus God-killer, bro. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Perfect setup. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I would love to watch these two go head-to-head. Bro. All right. This so would let's be actually, an amazing let's, fight. Let's actually get into it. Chaos Blades versus the Necro Sword. Yeah, the See, the thing is, the Chaos be... Blades, can imb- they ha- they're imbued with fire. Fire. Hellfire. Yeah, mm-hmm. they hate. So, and he can extend them and shit. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like those would be a huge problem Big for issue. the Necro Sword. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's the symbiote's number one deterrent is fire, and that's what Kratos uses for mostly all his attacks. He could slam the ground and make lava come up. Like, yeah, true. Dude, that's gonna be a problem for Gore. And his strength on top of that. Bro. I don't. Th- I honestly don't think Gore would be ready for fucking uh for Kratos. No, I, think I don't think Kratos so would come at Gore, and he would be like, "Yo, who because is this Kratos man?" Kratos is gonna come at him. He's with gonna that same he's energy. gonna treat him like Balder, like please yeah. <laughs> well, go home. But, 
<laughs> Leave like, me alone, please. I feel like that's how you have to approach Gore. You have to approach him with that same energy because he's out to kill you, and Kratos is going to match Actually, that no, and this, not this be is, far is, beyond it. I Actually, feel like this is Greek mythology, it. Kratos, too. I keep forgetting, so he's not as calm. No, he's bro. fucking oh, rageful. He's on shit. his demon yeah. time, bro. <laughs> he's on Facts. his fucking. If you're <laughs> for real, for real, bro. <laughs> if you're in my way, you're beat. Yeah, fact. literally, I he's, will beat you. I feel like death. this this is the only character on this list that matches Gore's energy, and yeah. if not, exceeds it. He definitely exceeds it, bro. Yeah. So if Gore's coming at Kratos, they're essentially the same character, but Kratos is just like one. One. Yeah. Kratos. Yeah. Kratos has that fucking just, that pure raw strength that like He Man had, like probably tripled or quadrupled yeah. on top of on top of having chaos blades with the flames that could fucking definitely like most likely consume the Necro Sword and the symbiotes. Like that's it. I think. And that's here's it. the thing that sets them apart too. I feel like you have Gore, whose body is imbued with the powers of the Necro Sword, but then you have Kratos. Who's a fucking demigod? That shit is in his yeah. blood, in his veins. Like you can hit Gore hard enough where he lets go of the necro sword and he's asked out. Yeah, can you can't be, hit Kratos can hard be, enough, bro. He can still be knocked out. He can't yeah. get rid of the blade to chaos, actually. So yeah. <laughs> you know what and I mean. And I would, I would say, like, oh, because this tournament of power rules, like no one has to die. People just have to get knocked out. People are dying in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no way. Kratos this, is not letting this, this yeah, dude no, walk this away. Is, this is not a fight that ends with somebody getting beat. No, somebody is dying hard. Yeah. Somebody getting Poseidon fight. in this yeah, fight. I, I was going to say, to be honest, I think Kratos is doing gore. As soon as he lets grow that necro sword, Kratos is doing a gore like he did Poseidon, bro. Straight up. He's just it's getting over. Hurt. Sorry, girl. <laughs> The shit beat out of you're you. You're gonna hear the slaps. This is a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna hear the slaps, and it ain't gonna be no screaming. You you almost made it, Gore. You almost made <laughs> almost, it, buddy. Almost, bro. Can't nobody top Kratos. Try not for now. Try again next year. Yeah. That convulsive four. The gauntlet. Don't forget to follow us on IG, TikTok, and Facebook. Hey. Stay classy and stay high. Deuces. We out of here. 